0: Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside. It is a Monday afternoon, and we've got news all over the place.
1: I mean, at least it's been a boring day. Oh, yeah. You don't have an MVP frontrunner that's going to miss the rest of the year. <laughs> you don't have one of the best pass rushers in the
0: NFL trading team. Right. Oh, wait. Oink. Yeah we do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we do. We got news all over the place. Derrick Henry, eight weeks, it looks like, is going to be the timetable on his return for the Tennessee Titans. He's gonna to have to have surgery on his foot. Injured yesterday in the game against the Indianapolis Colts, and stupidly he went back into the game. Uh yeah, Mike Vrabel can't help himself.
1: It's, it's, well, he just can't. He well, just looks at Derrick Henry and goes. Well, what else am I going to do? Exactly. I, if I don't have Derrick Henry, I can't wait to see what this offense looks like. Run Derrick Henry. Uh, he's in straight close.
0: Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> can't do it.
1: Punt. Punt. Mike, gets first
0: down. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. <laughs> no, they're going to have a backup plan. The backup plan is uh, Adrian Peterson. That's
1: not, that's not a backup plan. All day, baby. Uh, 2014 called. They want their plan back.
0: Adrian Peterson has been brought in to fill the hole left by Derrick Henry's absence.
1: Adrian Peterson is what Derrick Henry would look like if you bought him on Wish.
0: Aww.
1: And of all the things you could do, how, how many ideas did you have to bounce off before you went, hey, you remember that running back that was really good 10 years ago? Let's sign him.
0: <laughs> oh, come on now. He's done an admirable job in the last few years. Has I mean, he, what he had like seven hundred yards or something like that a year or so ago with uh, with the Washington football team. Woo! Two years ago, seven hundred
1: yards. What oh, were well, you doing with a running back that averages forty seven you know, yards a game? You know, I mean, he it could still do it. Adrian Peterson's a player the Detroit Lions looked at and went. No, we're good. We we can figure out somewhere else to find those. And that, my friends, should beer. tell
0: you everything you need to know.
1: Uh, by the way, tomorrow Tank will be paying off uh, the the wasabi bet. Tomorrow's sushi day here uh, in the sportsocracy. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's never gonna stop being funny to me. Uh, oh, oh, Tank won this week and beat the chief. Did he? Did he? Did you? I did, and I whipped you. I whipped you both. Did you though? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you won more games than us, but really, are you not taking a
0: big old loss?
1: Does that feel like you're taking a big old loss? Well,
0: there's no doubt I'm taking a big loss. Um, I'm going to have to pay off on the bet because, yeah, like Jeremy said, you know, he, he likes to make up the rules as he goes along. And when we picked the Detroit game, I talked enough smack that he went, yep, that's our bet of the week. Well, and oh, by the way, we're, uh, by the way, we're going to do this bed of the week thing and we're going to have to do something that you don't want to do. What's the one thing you don't want to do? It's like eat wasabi. He's like, okay, that's the thing you're going to have to do when the uh, Detroit Lions get killed by the Philadelphia Eagles, which they did. In the
1: words of Heath Ledger's joker, well, that's the rule you're going to have to
0: break. <laughs> Never mind the fact that I got all of the other games that we differed on. the um, Seattle Seahawks, the Tennessee Titans, and the Denver Broncos. I went 3-1 and one this week, and I have to do the punishment. Somebody please explain to me how that's fair. Well, because you come at the king, you best not mm-hmm, miss. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we welcome everybody into the program. Uh, hit us up on YouTube. We are streaming the show live on YouTube every weekday afternoon. Now, you can not only uh, hear us, but see our beautiful faces interact with us um, immediately on the exchange here, on the uh, on the little chat inside the YouTube. And yes, you have to hit the subscribe button to be able to chat with us. It's a, It's a genius. It's a genius little tool that YouTube gives us. Every once in a while, I come up with a decent idea. Right, right. Uh, we have a lot of fun in the comment section each and every day. So be sure to to hit us up there. And of course, the first hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. And uh yeah, we got uh Derek Henry's gonna be gone for eight weeks. And the Los Angeles Rams. Apparently, money just doesn't mean anything nope. to them. They're, they're, they're like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the West
1: Coast. Mm-mm. LA Rams, where the salary cap doesn't matter or where the salary cap's made up and the draft picks don't matter. Do you realize that they will go eight years without a first-round pick? Yeah. That is insane. And they're one of the best teams in the league. Right. As somebody that covers the
0: draft, I do not like this this precedent that we're setting. Listen, I've I've always felt this way. Like, draft picks, to a certain extent, are overrated, especially if you're one of the teams that's the best in the league and you're picking at the bottom of the draft. Your your draft picks at that point become expensable. Expendable. 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 Expendable yeah, expensable is what our lunch was. That's, that's yeah. expensable. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk we'll, we'll we'll give you an update on that in the next hour. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: this is a home run for the Rams. No doubt. I mean, now you have Von Miller coming off the edge and Aaron Donald coming up the middle. That's terrifying. Oh, and by the way, you have Jalen Ramsey on the backside. Uh huh. Well, that's that's not bad that's just not bad at all right and when this broke i got a lot of well von miller's not even healthy who cares yeah who cares is it will be will he be healthy for
0: the playoffs bingo that's all i care about Mm -hmm. i don't care if he plays one down in the regular season no because if if sean McVay has not taught you anything this does not matter the run-up To the playoffs and all of that, as long as you, as long as you can still put the best product possible out there on the field, none of it matters. Don't play your players in the preseason. If you get up 38 to nothing on the worst team in history, then you know what? We can just sit everybody for the fourth quarter. We don't need to continue to do this as they did yesterday against the Houston Texans. I'm giving up every draft pick I possibly have. To accrue assets that will help me win now. I'm not interested, if I'm Sean McVay, in a project, uh, you know, twenty-eighth overall pick of a safety who I'm gonna have to groom for years. I don't need to mess with it if I can get an impact player right now. And that's what he's done with Von Miller. And, and this
1: is an imitation league. I mean, that's just the way the NFL works. Mm-hmm. When somebody does something that works, you will see others try it. There's only one thing about the Rams that I don't think people really realize. Okay. Uh, this was asked in the, in the comments on our YouTube stream. Uh, how many players that the Rams have did they actually draft? It's way more than you think. Way more. I'm looking at the depth chart right now. Of their 22 down-in, down-out starters, mm-hmm. how many of them do you think did not come through the draft? Did not come through did the draft? Did not come through the draft. And I'm already oh, I adding say, in I, I'm already adding in Von Miller here.
0: I would say at least fifteen. It's seven.
1: That's it? It's seven. Every other player really? that they start down in, down out, was drafted to this team. Huh. Drafted by this team. The only ones that weren't were Robert Woods. Right. High impact wide receiver. Right. Andrew Whitworth, mm-hmm. the left tackle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Austin Corbett, Matthew Stafford, Ashawn Robinson. Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. There's actually eight. Leonard Floyd, I forgot about him. Leonard Floyd. That's eight. So 14 of your 22 starters were drafted by this team. If you want to do what the Rams are doing, all the power in the world to you. Right. You better have a Brad Holmes that can hit third, fourth, fifth, sixth-round picks. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you're going to look like the Kansas City Chiefs real, real fast. Because the Chiefs, you can say the same thing about them. A lot of their high-impact players... Came through trades, free agency, whatever the case may be. The bulk of that team was drafted. Difference is, Rams have drafted really well. Chiefs have drafted really poorly. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs spent a third-round pick on Miko Hardman. The Rams spent one on Cooper Cup. Uh, advantage Rams, right. aggressively.
0: Right. Wow. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm looking over this myself. And the Rams I'm have shocked. killed the draft. I'm absolutely shocked that that's how many guys. We're drafted yeah, you by this think, team, realizing that they haven't had draft picks to use. But look at where they've done it. Right. Look at what they've added. All right, they added a quarterback. Mm-hmm.
1: It's hard to draft quarterbacks. Right. They added a high-impact receiver that wanted out of Buffalo mm-hmm. and Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Whitworth, who's a high-end left tackle that was tired of losing in Cincinnati. Leonard Floyd, now Von Miller, mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey. All
0: you did was go cherry-pick the most important
1: positions and go, well, we're not going to miss that.
0: Right. Every other guy on that list, I mean, there's sixth, five. What have they got? One, two, three, four, six round pick guys. Yep. There's a fifth round pick, fourth round. They've just they've done really well in those day two trades, and that is why the draft matters. Yeah.
1: You want to know why we talk about the draft for three months after the season ends? Because of this. Yeah. Because now the Los Angeles Rams are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Fact or fiction? Fact. I just would be remiss if I didn't point out that my Super Bowl going into this season was the L.A. Rams and the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Now, halfway through the season, if I had to bet an amount of money that mattered to me, <laughs> right. my Super Bowl would be the L.A. Rams and the Buffalo Bills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But this is what you can do. Yeah. If you had told me five years ago that there would be a team that literally would not pick a player in the first round of the draft from 2016 till 2014, I would say, well, That 2015 rolls around, they're going to be, or 2025, excuse me, rolls around, Mm -hmm. they're going to be bad. Mm -hmm. Rams aren't. Because you've added guys like uh, Jordan Fuller and guys like Tyler Higby. You hit on these guys late. Right. And that allows you to be here. Yeah. I was asked how many teams probably called on Von Miller. Probably not as many as you think. Mm -hmm. Because they gave up a
0: lot. I mean, a two and a
1: three this year is a lot.
0: Yeah, they give up a second round pick and a third round pick, which means they their won't first pick, pick is one hundred. Oh yeah. As of right now, according to Tankathon, their first pick will be one hundred
1: because it's a comp pick in the third round. Okay. And guess what? Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. No. Because you're still getting impact players because you draft that well, mm-hmm. and that is ultimately. I can't tell you it's going to be this year. I cannot tell you the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I will tell you this combination of players. If I had to choose a team and I had to bet my house on a team that's going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years, this is the one. The Rams. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's by a lot. Mm-hmm. It's by an aggressive amount. Bills would be too solely because there's not another team in the AFC that's even close to
0: them. Right. I'm still putting some money on the Kansas City Chiefs. No, you They're going to get back. Well, They're be that's do. the, they'll that's they'll the get tankiest
1: back. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Tell me you want to set $100 on fire without actually doing it. Bingo. Oh, Chiefs, so you don't think they win another Super Bowl in the next five years? I wouldn't bet on it. I really wouldn't. I, I would, the, the Bills are younger than them. They're deeper than them. They mm-hmm. draft better than them. Mm-hmm. And that's the onus of all of this. You want to know what all these teams have in common? All these really good teams, they draft really well. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens have been the best drafting team in the NFL for 20 years. You, you have you ever noticed that they're never bad? Right. Baltimore is virtually never bad. Right. About once every seven years, they'll have one off year where they go eight and eight or six and ten. Other than that, they're competitive every single year. Right. The Rams—they've been competitive since Sean McVay came to town, mm-hmm. and it, they saw a problem. They looked at this roster. They said, "We have a Super Bowl level team, but we have a problem. We don't have a Super Bowl level quarterback. No, we'll fix that." Oh, teams are double teaming Aaron Donald. Cool. Let's put somebody on the outside. Now you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald's the happiest person on planet Earth right now. Oh, you mean my matchups went from these double team wham blocks that I get constantly, and now you have the scariest pass rusher outside of Khalil Mack in the NFL.
0: Right. You got Von Miller on one side, Leonard Floyd on the other side. You got A. Robinson and uh, and and Aaron Donald up front. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to get after some quarterbacks. I think that's going to work very, very nicely. And Vaughn Miller is just, I mean, he's, that's the reason he got the tattoo. He is the sack master. I mean, he is, he is terrifying. I mean, I think of the last month, he's only had a, a half of a sack. He had three to start out the season in the first three games for the Denver Broncos. Um, but there again, you know, when you're the only guy, I mean, Bradley Chubb's been hurt, so we can key on him. Make sure that he doesn't get get in the backfield. Can't do that now that he's with the L.A. Rams. Nope. And that makes this, this is now the most complete team in the NFL.
1: Agreed. I mean, they're already destroying teams anyway. They have one loss. It was to a Cardinals team that caught them the week after they played Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself. If the Rams played the Cardinals right now, what's the line? And why is it Rams minus six and a half?
0: I was going to say Rams minus seven, but... I'm not giving a full touchdown. You're not giving a full touchdown. A full touchdown.
1: This is where it is. Mm-hmm. Now I look at the NFL and go, and look, I'm not overreacting to anything. I fully planned on, before this trade ever broke down, I fully planned on starting this show with the Buffalo Bills are clearly the best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's done in, in Tennessee. I just don't like that team without him. There's nobody that can contend with Buffalo. On a down in, down out basis. Could somebody beat them in the playoffs? Absolutely. Right. That's the beauty of the NFL. You're sixty minutes away from going home at any given time. Mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Well, now I feel the same way about the Rams in the NFC. Yeah, I mean they're 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 just loaded. They're Every lo- team in the NFL outside of those two has a huge pressing mm-hmm. issue. Mm hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your secondary
0: is bad. Yep. Green Bay Packers, same thing. Your receiving core is bad. Mm-hmm. And their secondary's not good either. Their secondary's not good. But they're
1: patching things together. Mm-hmm. You just go down the list and go, everybody has a hole. What's the hole in this team? You have two of the five best pass rushers in the NFL. Right. You have the best corner in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best receiving court in the league. Top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Top 15 running back. There's no hole. There's no way to attack this team. I mean, what are you going to do? since 7 good luck with that yeah i don't think it will go your way <laughs> right
0: uh the uh the LA rams making big waves here before the trade deadline trade deadline coming up tomorrow by the way uh so will this be the last Oh does that deal? mean we get to
1: do a spectacular is tomorrow the nfl trade
0: spectacular Sure. I'm all the way in for that. I was going to say, will this be the last deal that you're going to see before the trade deadline is over? I'm going to say no. No. No, I think this is the biggest deal
1: you'll see. Mm -hmm. But I could see more movement. And there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. There's 100% a reason that you're seeing more
0: trades right now. We'll tell you what that is after the break. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed, the official craft beer of the Asheville Championship. Drink different, drink responsibly. The sportsocracy. That right, is some good, clean family fun, there, ain't eh, it? Right, sure. Welcome back into ESPN Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy. Find us at thesportsocracy dot Join us live every weekday morning at ten a.m. on YouTube, and we also have, of course, this here show streaming live every afternoon on the YouTube channel as well. Check us out at thesportsocracy dot and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can take part in the uh, in the chat. We'll also be doing an after show for uh, YouTube
1: for uh, YouTube members. We, de- we have now have YouTube memberships where you can get exclusive things that only come out on YouTube. Yeah. So you'll, there'll be 30-minute little blocks after the show, three days a week, where we, we just answer your questions. We'll leave the cameras on. We won't be on radio anymore, so, you know, there might be a <clears throat> bad word or two.
0: But just another thing to, to engage us with you. NFL trade deadline coming up tomorrow, and today there was a big blockbuster deal made. Von Miller goes from the Denver Broncos to the L.A. Rams. Rams giving up a two and a three in this upcoming draft, as well as going to pick up $9 million of his $9.7 million that's left on his contract this year. He was very emotional when he found this out, too. Well, as you would say, Middle loves Denver. You've, you spent your entire career with one team. You've been, you know, a franchise player. You won Super Bowl MVP with them. You got, a, obviously, a ring with him as well over the uh, over the Carolina Panthers back in Super Bowl 50. He's been, you know, the sack master. He is, uh, you know, since 2011, nobody else has as many sacks as he does in the NFL. He's the face of the Denver Broncos. Mm hmm. I think sometimes we forget that him and his thick rimmed glasses. Well, you just you forget that from time (laughs) to
1: time. Oh yeah, you look at a guy like Von Miller and go, "Oh, he has to be the happiest player on earth." Well, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know, now he's being uprooted from a community that he knows, Mm -hmm. going to L.A. And yeah, does he have the chance to win a ring? Yeah, it's still an emotional time. No, No, there are a lot of people that seem to be shocked at his response, and it was a beat writer from Denver that I guess called him and checked on him and put the video out, right? He was
0: emotional, yeah, and that's understandable. That's, I mean, because you don't know where it's going to go from here. No. You know, you have all these relationships with people. It's just, it's just like in any other job. I mean, sure, you get promoted from you know one firm to another firm. You may be excited about what's coming, but you're going to feel some kind of uh, you know sadness about all of those relationships ending. And remembering the time that you had and all of the, you know, being ingrained in the community. And it's not like any of that stuff is going to go away. Von Miller doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's just going to pull up roots and and, and be like, okay, I'm done with Denver. No more Denver. Denver will always be a a big, big piece of his life. But, yeah, it's a sad thing. I mean, you know, I think back to when I was originally let go here, you know, at iHeartRadio Asheville. Uh, it was a sad time. Like, what's going to come next? Now I weaseled my way back in the building yeah, and three then days three later. Three days
1: later, people were like, wait, how did you get back in here? I thought we took your key away. Uh, I will say, if anybody's ever been fired, uh, dude, yeah. nobody lands on their feet like Tank Spencer.
0: That's true. Nobody That's circles true. the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. It's because I'm so bottom heavy. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> agreed. <laughs> so anyway we've had the blockbuster deal today obviously we expect more trades are going to happen it's i mean it's not going to be like super fire sale and there's going to be million, you know like dozens of deals done but there will be some i think you'll see a couple more player
1: deals and there's just a very simple reason for that mm-hmm. i have never in my life seen five teams that were so clearly better than everybody else in the nfl this is the top-heaviest the NFL's ever been. Mm-hmm. It's also the bottom-heaviest. The, the bottom four teams in this league, I, sw- I look, and bottom I'm not going to go crazy here and say, if Georgia played the Jacksonville Jaguars, they'd be a favorite, because that's stupid. No,
0: they wouldn't be a favorite.
1: I will say, this is the game. closest it would ever be. Right, It would still be a 30-point blowout, but still, mm-hmm. the bottom of this league is horrid. Horridly bad. The Detroit Lions are disgustingly bad. Mm-hmm. Their coach comes out yesterday and goes, oh, that wasn't good, was it? No. No, it wasn't. And that's, an, and, it, and that's an interesting response
0: to that as well. Well, now all of the things are spinning out of control. You've got, uh, I, I was just looking over the Von Miller Twitter feed. Basically, you've got all these Denver Broncos fans and beat writers and everybody wondering what's coming next. Is this a sell-off point? For the Denver Broncos, are they going to? Uh, they're just going to have a fire sale and get all these guys out of the building before the deadline comes tomorrow. And you know what? It's not a bad idea. They've got a couple of guys that would be able to fetch you something. Melvin Gordon, yeah, Melvin Gordon. I'm telling you right now, Ford. the Tennessee,
1: if the Tennessee Titans didn't at least call on Melvin Gordon, they're not doing their job correctly. Mm-hmm. And if think- you
0: just looked at Adrian Peterson, and went, we're good you did it wrong green bay packers tampa bay buccaneers kansas city chiefs I, I could probably go on all of those teams need to be calling about kyle fuller he's mm-hmm. been benched give him to us he's
1: played a handful of snaps in a month mm-hmm. he should be on another team and the denver broncos i gotta give you credit this is exactly what you should do yeah the denver broncos introspectively looked at themselves after that gross fest with the washington football team yesterday and went hey you know what we're not good
0: you know Vic Fangio. I mean, if losing like, to the Cleveland Browns B team on Thursday night didn't do it for you. Well, losing to the, it, the fact that you could have lost to the
1: Washington football team at home, yeah. that, that should have done it. Right. Vic Fangio has to be looking around going, well, that's not a good sign for me. I don't like that at all.
0: Sorry about your luck there, Vic. Yeah, Vic, you, you shouldn't be employed be right
1: now. So. I was going to say,
0: he ain't going to be the around The fact much that you longer. got an extra year, you should be thankful. Oh, no doubt. So the Denver Broncos... Could be in fire sale mode, mini fire sale mode, before the trade deadline. Who I, I mean, who else can move? I mean, I thought for sure after the Tennessee Titans had the announcement about Derrick Henry that he could be done for the season, and now we found out he's going to be gone for eight weeks, that they would go after a running back. but I still think they will. They're going to go get uh, Adrian Peterson off the I don't think retirement that's the pile. I don't think that's the end of that.
1: I'll be honest with you. I'd be calling about David Montgomery. I said that this mm-hmm. morning. Yeah, you did. It, 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 Khalil Herbert has been good enough. And David Montgomery is a guy that, that could take a lot of workload off Derrick Henry moving forward. Mm-hmm. If you're going to run the ball this much, you need two You need backs. two. Yeah. And they don't have a half of a running back if you add up the rest of the roster combined. And I know that sounds crazy. But if you're going to run the ball, if if you're going to be this reliant, and I'm telling you right now, just wait until you see this offense with no Derrick Henry, you're going to see a regression that we haven't seen many like what's headed that way. How bad do you think it could get? For the Titans? Yeah. You're just not multiple anymore. So now there's there's nothing that you fear. The only person on this team that you fear now is A.J. Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember Ryan Tannehill when he had no fi- no no fear out of the backfield? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't good. I know everybody blamed that on Adam Gase. It's not like he went to Tennessee and just all of a sudden found his talent that he just left in a duffel bag somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is still a flawed quarterback. And now you've taken his best asset away. The one saving grace is that division is so bad. Ooh, that division's bad.
0: Coming off the Indianapolis Colts now, are you?
1: There's not good. Carson Wentz is the worst interception I've ever seen in my life yesterday. It mm-hmm. was the first zero-yard t- interception touchdown return in NFL history. <laughs> By the way, the rest of that division has five wins combined. Two of them are against each other. Right.
0: You. We knew it was going to be bad. Losing Derrick Henry, that could be a death knell for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans. There's no doubt about it. the sports tag just a bit outside all right here's the 411 folks all right the ncaa committee on infractions they're back at it again they have found a new wrongdoer well not new we all know who he is it's former usf bulls coach charlie strong now with the jacksonville jaguars um, resolution has been announced by the NCAA that uh, South Florida will now have to be on three years of probation. They're going to lose two scholarships as well. And if Charlie Strong decides he wants to come back and coach college football, he's going to have to serve a suspension of one game. He'll have to serve a suspension of one game. If he wants to come back and coach in college football before the 2022 2023 season. Now, why are they being slapped with all of this? It's because when he was the coach there, they were using assistants who weren't technically assistants. They had people on the field that were not registered as on the field assistants with the team, and they were running drills and they were running practices. And they were just supposed to be football staffers who don't have the, you know, don't have the legal authority within the NCAA rules to run practices and drills and such. It goes a little bit further than that, though. They found out that what they would do is they would have these guys who are, or gals, running practices and drills that aren't supposed to be, and they would have spotters to look out for the compliance people. And when the compliance people were coming down to the field, they had headsets on that they would radio down and go, oh, compliance is coming down. Drop drop everything. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get away with that too many times. So Charlie Strong breaking the rules. Who's shocked? And I'm sure this goes on in a lot of programs. But I just think it's hilarious that you had that you went that deep with it. So you knew you were breaking the rules. You knew you had people running practices that you weren't supposed to, and you had a fail safe so you wouldn't get caught by compliance. Yeah, that's definitely uh uh what do they call it? Uh failure for oversight or what do they what do they call it? Oh, uh lack of institutional lack control. Lack of institutional control. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Charlie Strong facing ncaa sanctions but uh you know who knows he he's probably gonna have to come back and coach college football next year because he's not gonna have a job in jacksonville
1: i literally feel like if you hire charlie strong you should have to write a five thousand word essay on why uh was every other coach washing their hair because that's the only excuse that i would accept for how you landed on charlie strong we talk a lot of betting on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, something just happened after yesterday's action that's worth noting. Okay. Name me the favorite for MVP right now. If you had to, if you had to cast a ballot for the MVP in the NFL, who would it be? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's not in the top four. That's crazy. Of betting odds, he is currently not in the top four. That's absolutely crazy. Kyler Murray was the favorite before this week. Right. Uh, he just dropped to two. Uh-huh. Dak Prescott's three. Yeah. Tom Brady's four. Yeah. The favorite, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, really the betting favorite at 7 to 2, according to Caesar Sportsbook. Okay. I was dumbfounded when I saw this. Not that I don't think Josh Allen's been great mm-hmm. because he has, and he would certainly be one of the ones that I would be considering. Mm-hmm. He is now the betting favorite for MVP. And Aaron Rodgers is not in the top four, which is insane to me. That is stupid. The chances of a guy winning back-to-back is borderline impossible. Mm -hmm. So I understand that there is something built into that. But
0: I would have him over Tom Brady. I mean, statistically, you can't. I don't, that would hey, be see, the, the I know, you don't, I don't care I know you don't care about statistics, but I mean that's a that plays a big part into the MVP. It of, plays a role. Yeah, if you have all of the stats cuz that's the argument against Aaron Rodgers is that people will look and they'll go, "Oh, but his stats aren't that good." Well, uh, he's the only reason his team is not a complete dumpster fire. Bingo. And that's why I would have that that's why I would cast my vote for him at this point. I mean, just beating the Arizona Cardinals. The only reason you did that was because Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Mm-hmm. When and that kind of spells most valuable player to me. I have no problems with Josh Allen. We, you know, I, I like Josh Allen. He's a great quarterback. Should have probably won the MVP last year. But you couldn't say no to Aaron Rodgers, who threw forty-three touchdown passes last year. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting aggressively for Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, you know why? Because you got a slip. <laughs>
0: You got a little slip that says little, Josh
1: Allen? I have a little piece of paper that says Josh <laughs> Allen's name with a plus, a uh, much larger number than you would think.
0: <laughs> Did you get on it when it was 1800
1: Uh No, I wasn't that high. I got okay. it at 1250 I think. Okay, that's not bad. Which is still
0: 12.5 uh, to 1? One? Indeed. Yes. I'll take it. Excellent. Okay. Derek Carr, he's not on your uh, MVP? Or he's not in the... Uh, I wonder where he's at in the oh, MVP rankings.
1: I can tell you because you can go to BetUs.com and wager this. Yes, you go can. Go to BetUs.com, use promo code SPORTSOCRACY, and they will give you 125% of your initial deposit, mm-hmm. which means if you deposit $100, U S they will give you $125 in free play credits, and you can put them all on whoever you think will win MVP. <laughs> right.
0: right. And I was just uh, one week shy. I was one week shy on my Jets plus seven pick. Didn't didn't have the gumption to go after the uh, Jets plus the 10-and-a-half, I think it was, when we picked the games earlier this week. You told me uh, earlier today that it got up to 11 at one point. as The Jets beat the Cincinnati Bengals. We didn't mean to. Holy. Mike White came out of the nowhere. The fighting
1: Mike White. The, the pride of Western Kentucky. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's... Here's what's so funny to me about how the NFL works. Mm -hmm. We're so immersed in the NFL Mm -hmm. that everything you see has to be the biggest or the greatest or the – you know what I took away from yesterday? What? The New York Jets are not one of the four worst teams in this league. That's it. I did not see anything else that made me go, oh, spicy hot take – We'll do power rankings Wednesday. Guess what? Cincinnati Bengals, the number next to their name, still going to be pretty low. Yeah. They're still arguably the best team in that division. I'll take them over the I'll take them over the Steelers easily. Mm-hmm. I'll take them over the Browns easily, mm-hmm. and they blew out the Ravens when they played. Yep. So, am I going to overreact to the fact that they went on the road and lost to a quarterback that the only film on him was from college? No, I'm not. Now, did did your linebacking core get unveiled a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Is that going to
0: drastically change my opinion? No. Should it? No. It's just baffling to me how how we see this happen so often in the NFL of X quarterback gets hurt or new guy comes in and bam, what he's doing, just whatever it is about that guy is not what the defense was planning on seeing. And you have so many opportunities for these guys to have huge days. Now, obviously, we only saw one rookie or one guy ever make his NFL debut and do better, statistically speaking, than Mike White did, and that was Cam Newton back in his debut with the Carolina Panthers in 2011. I'm not saying you have big performances like this all the time, but it's, just, it's, it's wild to me where these stories come from. You know, at one point I was sitting on my couch last night catching up on all of the football because we were on. I was on the road all day down in South Carolina doing the youth football thing. and had to rush back here and you know get the kids ready and take them out trick or treating. And I was finally just able to sit down at like ten o'clock last night, and I'm explaining to my wife how crazy this story is that Mike White, no one knew anything about him except for Jets fans like Jeremy. I, I knew things about him. And then he comes into a game after, you know, filling in for Zach Wilson last week and wasn't good. We actually talked about at one point during the week how wasn't he the quarterback that lost you a half a point uh, if yes. you started him? Yeah, he doesn't anymore. Yeah. Vegas, according to their power rankings or whatever, they'd say Mike White is, is worth negative a half a point mm-hmm. if he's on your team. And, and then he comes out and throws for 405 yards, three touchdowns, catches a two-point conversion. He just lights up the Cincinnati Bengals, who were the hottest team in the league. And here's the thing. What did Mike White
1: do? No quarterback in the NFL had less air yards yesterday he than kept Mike White. Yeah, he kept, they kept it safe. The longest pass he threw was 17 yards mm-hmm. downfield. You came into this expecting Zach Wilson, who loves to go no risk it, no biscuit. I'm not saying it was predictable. I'm just saying you should not be overreacting to right. this. There are things that happen that you go, "Ooh, that is replicable." Right. And I saw a lot of them yesterday. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things that I looked at and went, "Well, that's that's a little unsettling." The Bengals was not one of them. I got it. To, and look, I had a little bit of fun with the Bengals because I did say they could lose to the Jets in the off season, mm-hmm. and a lot of people told me things that I can't say on this show. So did I have a little bit of fun? I did. Was it all in good fun? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We have some tremendous people that watch this show that are Bengals fans, and I genuinely appreciate them more than I could ever say because I love realistic fans. And you know what the vast majority of them said today? Hey, congratulations. Hey, it's a good win for you. And you know what I said back? And it ain't that bad of a loss for you. You'll look back at the end of the year and go, man, did you believe we lost to the Jets? Teams do this every single year. Right. And yet I see it as the headline on ESPN. Oh, are we wrong on the Bengals? No. So you see seven weeks of something, and then, oh, you lost to the Jets. On mm-hmm. the road. First of all, it's hard to win on the road. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you're seeing a quarterback that you have never seen before. You had no idea what this offense was going to look like. And Michael Carter was fantastic. Jamison Crowder was fantastic. The defense was good. Just, okay, it's... <laughs> It's
0: just one of those things that happens?
1: Yeah, the Detroit Lions. There's something you can take from that. Oh. You got beat 44-6 to six by a quarterback that can't throw.
0: They can run pretty well, though. Yeah, uh,
1: against the Lions. And the, I of the, I can and run the rest of that well. team can
0: as well. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure if I had put
0: on an Eagles jersey, they would have given me a couple <laughs> carries in that game, and I probably would have averaged so what six you they, should have, they should have dialed up uh, Adrian Peterson. He'd, he'd had another career day. It wasn't good.
1: but i'll tell you a team that that i know you've been particularly high on Mm -hmm. and i like them Mm -hmm. it just needs to be said i took more from the chargers losing at home to the patriots than i took away from the bengals losing on the road to the jets jets are coming off a bye week chargers were coming off a bye week Mm -hmm. and you went and lost Mm -hmm. and you know what i saw a pretty listless offense And this is what happens in the NFL. When you get tape on quarterbacks, it becomes much more apparent what they can do and what they can't do. And so when you start throwing exotic things at them like the Patriots did yesterday, the Patriots had one defensive set that was just driving Justin Herbert crazy. And all it was is they would switch the alignment. They would line up a corner on the receiver. They would drop him out, and a linebacker would come in in the flat. And it was driving him bonkers. Mm-hmm. You know how you fix that? You go back and watch the tape. Is that going to help him for this year? Yeah, he'll get better as the season goes on. And next year, he'll know that's a thing teams like to do against me. How do you combat it? Ah, you start baiting them. Right. Oh, look at this little I'm a little dinky pass out in the flat. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. There goes Keenan Allen. Bye-bye. Or Josh Palmer. Or...
0: Donald Parham. Mm-hmm. I was completely shocked that the Chargers did not come out with uh, with more fire against the New England Patriots. I thought for sure that would be a perfect opportunity, and it was a perfect opportunity for them to, you know, reestablish themselves after getting blown out like they did against the Ravens two weeks ago. But that happens in the NFL. Yeah. And it seems to happen when you play Bill Belichick. And here's what's funny: is every week we so we do power rankings. I thought they get a on the bigger morning. reaction out of you. By the way, oh
1: God! I, I, <laughs> look, okay, I'm going to be real honest. Uh, the Jets won yesterday. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost yesterday, mm-hmm. and the fighting Baker Mayfield's lost yesterday. You can say whatever you want to. You're just not going to flap me today. <laughs> right, right. It's not going to happen. I don't get many days to walk in here and feel like the king of the roost. Today I do. And I'm going to enjoy that. Good. Good and you. I, you know what? I was I, I saw a fight in my team that I haven't seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. I was more invested in that Jet game yesterday than I have been in any game we played in five years. I think Rex Ryan was the coach the last time I got that invested. Even more than the Titans game the other or like three weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't even close. Oh, because I mean they had no receivers. They're, that's a yeah, butt game. Yeah. This is hat hat. Right. Full squad. Full squad. And, I mean, there were some uh, Corey Davis didn't play and some other ancillary pieces like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a win you can look at, and you can you can point at that forever. I just feel like every time things like this happen, people look at the wrong side of it. You're looking at the Bengals going, oh, what did, what, what did we miss? You didn't right. miss anything. You missed a team that came out and said, hey, we're going to play Jamar Chase. Heads up. If you had bet. If you had bet that, and I don't know where you could possibly find a prop like this, how many snaps is Jamar Chase going to see one-on-one man coverage with no safety over the top? If you had bet more than two, I would have said you were out of your mind. It was all of them. Mm-hmm. And I just think it threw them off. That's it. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons, I took a lot away from that. Hey, you're bad. You're as bad as we thought you were.
0: I think you're right. I, I, Atlanta sucks. It's yeah, they're, awful. they're bad. They're they're not good at football, uh, and I guess I got to go go back and watch the tape because I because I missed it, and everything that I read and everything that I saw did not look like a good Carolina Panthers team. I mean, uh, the defense was good, but again, there was a how huge, much does that lean to the Atlanta Falcons defense or offense not being good?
1: There was a huge defense for there was a huge difference for the Panthers yesterday, mm-hmm. and you can look, you can box score chase, you can do all those things you can't make up for actually watching the game as it's unfolding. Mm -hmm. I saw something with Carolina yesterday that should give all Panthers fans hope moving forward. We're doing betting segment next. After that, I'll tell you what that is. All right, you're in the sportsocracy
0: here on ESPN. Coffee
1: coffee's the closers Get on the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power.
0: That watch costs more than your car.
1: Then when you get the power, then you get the win. It's a Week and I really need to get away from college football. Like, I, I can college football just end. I just want to bet <laughs> from now on. I just want to bet Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and nothing else. All right, I got four picks for you two in the NBA, two tonight in the NFL. The first one the Charlotte Hornets are a five point favorite at home tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland is really, really, really bad. And here's what they don't do well. Stop you from doing whatever it is that you want to. This Hornets team is really good. This is not me being a homer. This is the eyeball test. That Hornet team's good. This number's not big enough. Give me the Hornets minus five. The Chicago Bulls are a two and a half point dog tonight at Boston, and that makes no sense to me. Uh, Apparently, Vegas is not watching this Boston team because they don't look good at all. The offense looks disjointed. This Bulls team is long. They score easy. I honestly think they got the they got the plus sign mixed up. This should have been Bulls minus two and a half. I'll take the Bulls. I'll take them in the money line. Give me the Bulls plus two and a half. Tonight, Monday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs are a ten and a half point favorite. The over-under is 52. I'm going under this solely because I do not think the Giants are going to be a tremendous contributor to this number. This has blowout written all over it. I'm going under the 52, and I'm aggressively taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus 10 and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for
0: you. Oh, the NBA, the NFL, it's all happening. And we still got the World Series going on as well.
1: Yeah, you can go to BetUs.com, use promo code SPORTSOCRACY, you can bet the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. If <clears throat> you do that, and I would <laughs> need an explanation of why, but if you did do that, Stop you that. can do all those things at BetUs.com. Use promo code SPORTSOCRACY for a 125% deposit match.
0: Yeah, How about a monkey knife fight? Let's go to monkeyknifefight.com. It's all the daily fantasy sports props you can handle. And guess what? When you sign up at monkeyknifefight.com, create yourself an account and use our promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, then we'll match your initial investment up to $50 and also give you a $5 free play, which you can use on tonight's game, It's just going to rain money on you.
1: I am playing the more or less 3.6X multiplier between the Memphis Grizzlies and the 2022 NBA champion Denver Nuggets. I am taking more than 26.5 points for for Nicole Jokic. I am taking more than 25.5 points for John Morant. That will take your $10 buy-in and turn it into a $36 prize. All
0: right, Jeremy, tell, tell us what you saw that was good From the Carolina Panthers yesterday in the win over the Atlanta Falcons. The difference in Sam Darnold with
1: Amir Abdullah was enough
0: for me to go, yeah, I wasn't
1: wrong on this team. Chuba Hubbard is not a good NFL running back. I'm going to keep banging that drum until people realize that I'm right. Oh, he had 24 carries. First of all, he had 86 yards or something like that. He gives you nothing outside of carrying the ball. Mm -hmm. Amir Abdullah, on the other hand, is a... I'm not going to say an elite passing down back, but he's a good one. And you know what I saw when he was in the game? All of a sudden, the protections made sense. And all of a sudden, Sam Darnold could do things down the field. Did they still have drop problems? Yes. But that offense is still fine. Mm -hmm. And Sam Darnold out of the pocket is way better than Sam Darnold confined to it. And that's what that was one of the biggest... I've been saying that for weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Why it took Matt Rule that long to figure out, I have absolutely no idea. But you have to have somebody that can help him out of the backfield because he is a limited quarterback. The other day, Sam Darnold is not Josh Allen mm-hmm. or Lamar Jackson. He's a limited quarterback. He's To me, he's a much more talented version of Baker Mayfield. So you have to support him. If you don't support him, you can look bad. Yeah, He didn't look particularly bad to me yesterday. Now, when he got his head knocked clean off his shoulders two plays in a row, that didn't look so productive. Hey, Sam, yeah, get down, right.
0: buddy. Get we down. would really love to keep running this quarterback. However, if we continue to do that and he continues to get hit like that, we won't have that ability anymore, and then we will be stuck with P.J. Walker, which I don't know. I guess some Carolina Panther fans are, are cool with that. Uh, yeah, uh, fire up P.J. Walker. Uh, I'm on the other side of that. I want nothing to do with PJ Walker. Yeah, I'm good. He's not a good NFL quarterback, <laughs> right? Maybe a good XFL quarterback. Not so much a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, he's not. I good. don't know. He's not it, good at football. Yeah, it just it, it yesterday wasn't the hammer spot for the Carolina Panthers that I thought it would be. I, I you know I keep hoping that at some point these receivers are going to figure out how to catch the ball, but it's it's just not happening. I mean, you had a couple of touchdown passes dropped yesterday. Robbie Anderson didn't catch a ball and dropped the only one that was thrown his way. And he also almost got decapitated at one point yesterday. Yeah, right? he did. He did. But at this point, it's let's scrap that. Hey, trade deadline's coming up tomorrow. Maybe Robbie Anderson will find a new destination. Uh, no, he won't. You don't think so? All right, second hour coming your way. We'll talk college football. Our college football playoff rankings coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. Second hour of the Sportsocracy brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And of course, you can watch us live now on YouTube. Join us now, subscribe to the channel, jump into the chat. It's the best way to instantly engage with, uh, with not only us, but also with our fine fan audience that is uh, on the YouTube stream. We have fun uh, twice a day, every day, and you can join the party there. Just go to the sportsocracy.com. We had some fun this afternoon. We went over and uh, hung out with our guys down at Wicked Weed Brewing at the Brew Pub. Um, I always love when it's new beer day. Oh yeah, that's,
1: that's just a that's
0: a tremendous day. Say hey, uh, yeah, hey, you need you guys need to check out these new beers that we have. Oh, oh, okay, oh, a Pineapple right. Express. I'm all okay. the way in. And by the way, I found out that Lieutenant Dank used his GI Bill today, and uh, he's now Doctor Dank. Yeah. Yeah, so who knew? Anyway, if you haven't been by the, uh, the Wicked Weed Brew Pub or any of the other three locations around the Asheville area, go by, stop, stop by, check them out. Try all of the uh, all of the new creations that they have there. Get you some uh, wicked weed swag as well, and don't forget to try the food. Oh my gosh, I had a bison burger. The bison burger at the brew pub, so good. It's got bacon jam. It's got uh, the pimento cheese on top. Oh, it's so gotten, good.
1: I've never gotten away from the pub burger. I literally get the same thing every time I go there. Oh, the double pub burger. It's so good. Yeah. Had a little Caesar salad with it. It was healthy. It, it,
0: it, it had the it was, good for you. It was had the bad for you. <laughs> just a fine. It just works. It, it, yeah. Salad counteracts all <sighs> of the uh, all of the red meat that you're ingesting. Ah, at fine. least in your book, ah, I'll be fine. At least in your book. The uh, college football playoff rankings, the first of the year, will come out tomorrow. And, of course, we'll take our opportunity to jump the shark here and give you our college football playoff rankings over the next little bit here in the Sportsocracy. Yes, the Georgia Bulldogs, once again, it was the only thing that I had to, uh you know, wave my flag about this weekend in, wonder, uh, in football. Why,
1: why could that be?
0: Uh, so... Because the stupid New Orleans Saints and Tom Brady and just Trevor Simeon. Ugh, gross. How you lose that game? Anyway. Uh, they did. Aggressively. And they they, did. they hey, did.
1: We all knew when Brady got the ball back. He's going to throw the touchdown that wins this
0: game. And he did. He did. It just went past him, not in front of him. <laughs> it went to the other team. That's right. So I didn't have a whole lot to celebrate, except for the Georgia Bulldogs winning the showdown with Florida this weekend. They are the unanimous number one team in the country. In the AP and in the coaches poll, there's no way anybody can look at any other team and say, yep, that's the number one team. They almost shut Florida out. Yeah. Do you realize Florida's only been shut out one time in my lifetime? I did not know that.
1: The last time they were shut out was in 1988. Wow. I was a
0: year old. Mm -hmm. I was really hoping that we'd be able to shut them out, but you know, you can't really, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Just take the
1: win. Kirby wanted the shutout too, and he was uh, rather perturbed when they scored. <laughs> All right, so we've done our combined college football playoff ranking. Combined. It, it, well, because you and I had the same ranking. So oh, okay. Everybody always says, Well, yours," because I'm the one that does the graphics. Right. Like, that's. Just it's hard for me to read his mind, and we don't usually talk about it. This time we did, just so happens to be the
0: exact same. The exact same power ranking. All right, so the college football playoff rankings, according to the sportsocracy, should be Georgia number one. No, wait, wait, it didn't go go the other way. That's okay, the, we'll that, go the other way. I mean, one, I think everybody are new. Everybody was, knows the top two, so I was that. I was just saying that. No, anyway. They don't necessarily know the other two. All right, so number ten. We went all the way to 10 on this one. It is the Wake Forest, Damon Deacons. They're the only chance the ACC has. And it's not a good one?
1: I... Okay, define not a
0: good one. Okay, you run the table. Okay? You're probably still going to make miss the playoff. I don't know that I agree with you. And there's a
1: reason that I say that. Okay, well... As we get... When we get up into who's
0: actually in the playoff, I'll tell you why I say that. Okay. I mean, sure, Wake Forest has been scoring a lot of points. Get it. Wonderful.
1: This extended
0: RPO is really good. Right, but you've been beating up on teams that don't really matter in the the grand scheme of college football. You're
1: still in a Power 5 conference. You're still beating up on teams that that's who's put in front of you. Mm -hmm. Be really honest with yourself. Is the ACC not equivalent to the Pac-12 right now? Yeah, Yeah. it is. If if Oregon Oregon goes undefeated the rest of the way, do you not think they get in? Because they most likely do. Oh, no doubt. There you go. Then why is it so uh, out of the realm of possibilities that Wake Forest does the same thing?
0: Okay, because Wake Forest won't have that one victory that everybody can look at and go, Oh, you did beat Ohio State. Wake Forest doesn't yeah. have that. Wake Forest has Old Dominion, Norfolk, Florida State, Virginia, Louisville, Syracuse, Army, Duke. That doesn't
1: scare anybody. No, but if you the, the last four on the schedule, you still have to go to Carolina, two Clemson, two Boston College, and you got to beat NC State. Mm-hmm. If, if, and this is a big if, mm-hmm. if Wake Forest runs the table in the ACC, they would end up probably playing Pittsburgh in the ACC title game, they'll make the playoff. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why when we get up into the uh, into the top five. They run the table. They will make this playoff. You so, mark
0: my words that I said that. So this Saturday, Wake Forest plays against Carolina. Mm-hmm. It is a non-conference game. Which is stupid. Which is very they, stupid. This is
1: the second story you've now told me in, in this show that, uh, hey, NCAA, tell me you're
0: not run well and without telling me you're not run well. That's two. <laughs> right. Uh anyway, they couldn't they didn't fit on the schedule and they said, "Well, we can't go 7 years without playing each other, which is how the the ACC schedule would have worked." So they said, "Fine, we'll just schedule non-conference games." So this is technically a non-conference game this week at Chapel Hill. Do you know what the line is on that game? I've got it in front of me. The line on Carolina Wake Forest? Yep.
1: If I was setting it, it would be Wake Forest
0: Mm, minus nine and a half. <laughs> what? You were wrong at Wake Forest. <laughs> North Carolina is a two and a half point favorite at home against number 10 Wake Forest. I'm just going to keep doing that until you stop
1: talking. <laughs> over because under that is dumb to dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. Over, over under. A
0: billion and a half. Yeah. A uh, 74. You're close. 75 and a half is the over under for this one. Yeah, I don't... I don't see that. I don't see that working out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Carolina to cover if I were you. I, I'm not going to. Yeah, I just find that baffling. That, it, Okay, it's, Wake Forest is it's surprising like, to me. Wake Forest is the ACC's last hope. Okay, well, they're a dog on the road to an unranked team. Yeah, and you come on. You, you got to be careful.
1: I'm just telling you, especially in college football, especially with teams that don't get a lot of eyeballs, mm-hmm. you got to be really careful with that. Mm-hmm. Because Vegas misses lines on small schools. And at the end of the day, Wake Forest is still a small school. This is still a school that I promise you, they're not putting their best people on. Right. And that's... I, look, you can tell me Carolina wins this game by 20 I'm still going to tell you that's a
0: bad line. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest is number 10 on our uh, on our college football playoff ranking though because again, strength of schedule it has to
1: matter. It, and it does. Mm-hmm. If they go through a Power 5 conference undefeated and then win their conference title, they're going to end up in the playoff. And there's a very specific reason for that. That we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Number 9 is
1: Notre Dame. Who has no shot of getting in the playoff. No. You are the definition of a placeholder. Mhm. I mean, you, you somebody's got to be at 9 and it might as well be Notre Dame. Mhm. There's yeah. nothing overly good about that team. I didn't find it would be crazy impressive against Carolina. I mean, I thought it was fine. It went about how you would expect it to. But I'm still just not I'm still not jumping up and down about Notre Dame. Mm-hmm.
0: And nor should, nor should anybody be. And there again, strength of schedule matters. You beat Wisconsin okay. You lost to Cincinnati. And that, while Cincinnati, oh, Cincinnati's ranked number two in the country. Yeah, for now. Just wait till those college football playoff rankings come out and find out where the the masterminds in college football have them. I will be shocked if they're in the top four tomorrow when the college football playoff ranking comes out. Who? Cincinnati. Oh, they won't be. Oh, right.
1: I, I mean, we'll talk about that when we get to them, mm-hmm. but I promise you they're not going to be.
0: But I mean, that's the one loss on Notre Dame's schedule. And I feel like everybody looks at it and still goes, Yeah, you shouldn't have lost that. I mean, you shouldn't have lost that. They're not that
1: good. They mm-hmm. struggled with two Mm hmm. By the way, Cincinnati, if you really want to get in this, you should probably stop struggling with teams that nobody's seen play all year. Mm-hmm.
0: You 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 rag on me when I say things like style points matter. Style points matter in, in this college. this case, they in don't matter they at all
1: in the NFL. Oh,
0: no. But no, I rag on you when really you do. say it in the
1: NFL. Oh, okay. In college, uh, yeah, score. you should win by 90. Mm-hmm. If you play a bad team like that, you keep scoring until you can't score anymore because they will use it against you. Right. And Cincinnati can't do it. They're just not physically capable. I don't think. Uh, number eight is where the pandelirium of how I think this season goes uh, starts. At Michigan. Hmm. Yeah. Michigan's our eight. I'm calling the shot now. Mm-hmm. Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. No. Oh, okay. And it will throw everything into chaos. <laughs> what makes you think they're going to beat Ohio State? Because Ohio State. Ohio State's good. They're just very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And I have this weird feeling. CJ Stroud seems to be—he has a clunker in him, and I have just this weird feeling that it's going to be against Michigan. I told you Vegas has been on Michigan for ever. Mm-hmm. Michigan losing—it didn't,
0: didn't change much with them losing to Michigan State, right? Michigan losing to Michigan State this past week—that brings them down in the pecking order. Obviously, Michigan State rises. Uh, in the college football playoff ranking, the, the disaster anyway.
1: The, the disaster theory for the Big Ten: mm-hmm. Michigan State loses to Ohio State. Ohio State loses to Michigan, mm-hmm. and then you very easily could get left out. I don't I see don't a that path I see that, that you're a that for that. That no Big Ten that team, no makes Big Ten team makes it. You round robin it. Oh yeah, you round robin it, and nobody makes it. Because the problem is that Georgia and Alabama are both going to make it. Mm-hmm. So there's, I mean, there's two spots that have been. I don't care what happens in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. I could
0: care less. Those two will make, it. even if it's a blowout. Even if it by some chance be, it ended up being, uh, you know, thirty-eight to three. Either way, it Alabama would have or to be Georgia. Like that. Okay, it would have to be like that. I, w- I would say you're right. If it's a one-score game. I don't see a path where both of those teams don't get in. So, Michigan is number eight. At number seven, it's the Oregon Ducks. And this is the team
1: that, this is another team that could really upset the apple cart because I don't know who they're going to lose to. This team goes undefeated. You still have probably the best win on the board. I mean, Michigan State's is close with Michigan. Oregon beating Ohio State's going to be right up there. Mm-hmm. They went out, they probably make it. Now, the question is, do they do that? And they're horribly inconsistent. Their good is good. Their bad is not great. Right. So I still look at
0: them and go, there could be a loss in there somewhere. For Oregon? Yeah. They got Washington, Washington State, Utah, and Oregon State left in the four regular season games. And then they've got the conference championship game that will end up being Arizona State, probably? Who looked terrible last week.
1: hmm I, I, I can't give you a, hey, this is the one I think they're going to lose. Right. But you just think
0: they're going to trip up I at some point. I just
1: see, a, there's so many moving pieces here. The offense is really inconsistent. Losing C.J. Verdell, losing Troy Dye, it's just, Okay, like there's just so many moving pieces here that I'm like, this This team has let down game written all over it. Right. At number six in our college football playoff rankings. Yeah, here's the team I'm the
0: most confident will not make it in the playoff no matter what happens. The so Cincinnati Bearcats. Mm-hmm. Don't care that you're undefeated. You got that one win over Notre Dame. That's the only thing that you have to really hang your hat on. And you're just not putting away the smaller teams like you should. Yeah, I'm. I'm. The
1: thing with Cincinnati is, if you're going to be the first group of five team to break into the to the playoff, mm-hmm. you got all the advantages because you were you started much higher than most of them do. Problem is, that you're not impressive. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about this team that's overly impressive. The defense is good. You have two guys that are probably first round picks, uh, one on defense and then obviously Desmond Ritter, the quarterback.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But at the end of the day, I'm still just not overly impressed. You know, you had one game that really could have been a resume builder. It wasn't overly impressive, and they have done you no favors. They're the team I'm the most confident that nothing, there is nothing that could happen. I'd
0: agree. Um, You know, you got one more game, one more kind of prove it game, but it's not even that because people, it's just having that, affiliation with a smaller conference. No one's ever going to give you your due when you have teams that are running the table in the SEC, the Pac-12, any any of the Power 5 conferences, week in and week out. Well, nobody's running the table in Pac-12. Nobody no, has but, a loss. You know, I get that. But what I'm saying is, every other year, it doesn't matter. Whatever conference you're in, if you're in a Power 5 conference and you're running the table, which we seem to always have, three do, they're always going to have that over you and your wins are just not going to be worth as much i'm sorry okay even if you went out there and just beat the snot out of smu in a couple of weeks it doesn't matter it doesn't matter nobody cares it's the it's the it's it's the it, the anchor that has always been weighing on all of these programs from the mountain west with boise state and the the AAC with cincinnati and houston and ucf and you need to align yourself with a big conference cincinnati needs to find their way into the big 10 or something before they can even think about being in a college football playoff before the expansion now the expansion comes obviously they're going to have they're going to have a role there Oklahoma is our number five. They're they're fine.
1: Uh, when I made this graphic originally, it said Joe Oklahoma, and that is the greatest jo- Freudian slip ever. Joe Oklahoma, because I don't buy Oklahoma at all. Mm-hmm. You cannot be this bad defensively and this inconsistent offensively. They if they make it, it's solely attrition. And I am telling you right now, they would end up playing Georgia, and they would get beat by fifty. Mm-hmm. Georgia would beat them senseless. And please stop with the Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman thing. Can we stop that? Because that's absolutely ridiculous. No shot? No shot.
0: Come on, you had to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns, And he will have started five games. It's It's
1: the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard people say out loud, and I'm hearing it a lot. Right. If you voted for him over Bryce Young, I swear to you, they should take your Heisman vote away. Mm -hmm. And I mean that. If you, take, if you vote for him over Jordan Davis, over Bryce Young, over Kenneth Walker, they should take your Heisman vote away. Because you're not smart enough to have one.
0: Period. Mm-hmm. You Got to play the full season?
1: It's, it's dumb. I think he had like 100 snaps in the first seven games. That's
0: stupid. Right. Something to be said, though, for a guy who comes in and writes the Nothing to be said and, for that. There is nothing to be really? said for that. It is stupid. It is dumb, dumb talk.
1: And the fact that every entity keeps doing it mm-hmm. is just
0: infuriating to me. I don't know. I, you got an Oklahoma team that's struggling. Caleb Williams comes in. They start blowing out teams by 30. I, I can it see would the be argument. one thing if there
1: was nobody deserving. Agreed. I can give you 10 that are more deserving than him. So you'd go Kenny Pickett all day before I'd, Caleb I'd Williams. I'd go Kenny Pickett ahead of Caleb Williams. Okay.
0: I just I, use it. I I'll just use that example.
1: After Saturday, if Kenneth Walker's not your one, do you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Point blank. <laughs> you are
0: doing it wrong. Well, I'm glad you finally came around to my side.
1: Well I have a I have a take on that. Oh, okay. Did, did right. I come around to your side?
0: Well yeah, I kinda did. But don't necessarily know that I will be staying on your side. All right, we will continue the discussion coming up next because we haven't talked about Kenneth Walker's team yet uh, as we get into the top four of our college football playoff rankings here in the Sports SportsOccas.
1: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
0: The sportsocracy. You two are just dumb with a bag of hammers. It's ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Welcome everybody into the YouTube stream as well as uh, yeah, we're simulcasting now, so where you can. You can see our lovely faces. Uh, we've been talking about all the things going on in the NFL today. We had the big trade. Von Miller going to the LA Rams from the Denver Broncos. Derek Henry's gonna have to have foot surgery. He'll be out for eight weeks. At least. At least. At least eight weeks. And of course tomorrow the college football playoff rankings will be released. We'll have all of the coverage for you uh, of that for you here in the Sportsocracy. But uh, before those rankings come out, we're doing our very own just a rundown of where we've been in the top 10 of our college football playoff rankings. We had Wake Forest at 10, number 9 Notre Dame, number 8 Michigan, Oregon 7, Cincinnati 6, Oklahoma 5. So in the top 4 Coming in at number four, it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. I don't feel like you can have them any higher than that. I don't either. Solely because Michigan State has a better win. Yep. Oh, and Michigan State just beat Michigan. Ohio State, their best win is who? Penn State. Ah, uh, yeah, Ugh. yeah, e- yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't look very good. And more and more, you see Penn State's offense. you go, e- I don't know. Yeah, the only problem is that it was really good against Ohio State. That would be what's really <laughs> unsettling
1: is- to me. Is Sean Clifford look like a Heisman Trophy candidate against Ohio State for extended periods of time?
0: Which could could very well end up being their downfall when they have to play. Oh, I don't know, Michigan. That's the one I'm looking
1: at. And I know a lot of people will tell me I'm crazy, and Ohio State owns Jim Harbaugh. They do. They do. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. However, it's at the big house, and this is the first time I feel like Michigan has actually thought they could win this game in an extended period of time. Right. That will be a madhouse. It will be. Especially if what i think is if what i think happens happens and ohio state beats
0: michigan state the week before mm-hmm. michigan state beating michigan though i mean that those are the two games that you have to win every year as the head coach of the michigan wolverines first, first of michigan all that state game was insane state.
1: i don't know how much of that you watched but it was that was game mm-hmm. of the weekend and it wasn't close mhm that was fantastic. By the way, Gus Johnson should have to call every high end game from now on. <laughs> My wife even looked at me and went, "That announcer is really good." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: that's Gus. We like Gus. Yep. But uh, I mean, this has been the this has been the big knock on Jim Harbaugh since he's got the town. He hasn't gotten the job done against Ohio State, and what he beat Michigan State once. Ah uh, yes. He's, I think he's beaten them one time. Mm-hmm. I think it
1: was 10. But here's the thing. That Michigan team is good. Mm-hmm. That pass rush is good. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson, that's a top five pick. Yep. Straight up. Pro Football Focus just did their mock draft. He went at two. Wow. He's really,
0: really, Really good. Really good. Ohio State to me right now they just I can't put them above Michigan State because of the win. Because of Michigan State's win over Michigan, Ohio State, yes, you beat Penn State, but still this is a very limited offensive team. And you let them put up 24. And I and I see that as a problem going down the stretch here as you're going up against two teams that I that I feel like are far superior to Penn State. In Michigan State and Michigan,
1: the one thing I will say is the the thing that Michigan and Michigan State both do well is run the ball, mm-hmm. and that has been one thing that Ohio State has been very good at keeping you from doing. Mm-hmm. But it's can just they, different. It's just it, those are two different teams. Having to play them back to back weeks, and the fact that you have to play them in the
0: big house. I was going to say, but can they hold Kenneth Walker the third down? Plus,
1: I am a huge fan of chaos.
0: That would be chaos. Mm -hmm. It absolutely would. You round robin this thing out, as you said earlier, and it makes things very, very interesting for the committee. Yeah, because I don't really know how you would. I don't know how you would rationalize it.
1: Okay, the big in my head, the way I would look at it is the Big Ten is the only other conference that can contend with the SEC. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: All three other of the other Power Five conferences are down. So a team is going to have to get in from the Big Ten, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins this conference is getting in. The only problem is that all three of the good teams are in the same division. Right? Oh, do you realize who would? It, it, and it's going to go this way. Do you realize whoever wins the East? Do, do you know they get in the the title game?
0: It's not. I don't. It's Minnesota. I was going to say Throw the boat. I was gonna say it's not. It's not Wisconsin. Wisconsin's no. already got a couple of losses, don't yeah. they? Wisconsin has to, or Minnesota just has to win out. Yeah.
1: Wow, and that's not going to be a statement game. Uh, and the best team they play is Iowa, who, uh, you. Thanks, Iowa. Finally believed in you for just a minute.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And dead. <laughs> and dead is like as Jeremy likes to say. All right, Michigan State is number 3. Kenneth Walker III is the real deal. I was saying this the, in the early stages of this season to the to the point where Jeremy got sick and tired of me saying Kenneth Walker Jr. or Kenneth Walker the 3rd. He's very very good. Yeah, he had 5 touchdowns in the game this past weekend, almost ran for 200 yards and I don't I, I don't see why he he wouldn't get more love when it comes to the Heisman vote. He's just putting up stats like, you know. I mean, oh, he's going to be there. Right. I mean, this
1: is one of those years that I'm looking at this going, uh, it's Bryce Young and it's Kenneth Walker, and Matt Coral is probably three. Mm-hmm. But if they keep losing games, then I, I don't know who three's going to be. Right.
0: It's Caleb Williams.
1: He has 108 <laughs> passes total. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Sean Clifford has thrown more passes in three games than mm-hmm. than Caleb Williams has thrown total.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To me, though, Michigan State has to be three, and then you got the top two. You got Alabama at two. You got Georgia at one, and that's the way it should be. And there is a when way. Can, and I've
1: seen this in the comments, and I feel like I have to address this. After weird news, there is a way that Alabama with two
0: losses gets in. All right, we'll explain it up next. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, Taylor Davis is a woman from the Atlanta area. And back in July, she suffered a head injury. And she goes to the local hospital, and she sits in the E.R., and she registers and everything, gives her social security number and all of that, or her insurance information, and she waits. And she waits. And she waits. She sat in the, in the ER for seven hours, and no one ever came to take her temperature. No one ever called her number. No one ever came to get her vitals or any of that stuff. So So what, so what did she do? What would you do? You've been sitting there with a head injury. I don't know if you're concussed or how badly you're bleeding. Maybe you stuck a Band-Aid on it good enough. Seven hours. and Figured, well, I I think the danger's gone. She got up and left. And I don't know that I'll blame her. I think I would have done the same thing. I'm a very impatient person. So she sat in the Emory Decatur Hospital ER for seven hours. And as the weeks went by, obviously, she moved on with her life and then... All of a sudden, she goes to the mailbox one day and opens up a letter from Emory Decatur Hospital. She opens up. She got a bill. She got a bill from the ER for $700. Oh, wait. For what, exactly? Yeah, For using your chair? I did not know this, and I don't know if this is a thing with other hospitals around the country or what. Regardless of if you have been seen or not, You can be charged what they call a facilities fee just for showing up and just for registering your information at the front desk, regardless if you ever get seen. She had a $700 facilities fee charged to her by the ER that she never got seen in. Of course, this has become a thing down in Atlanta now of the hospital having to do damage control of figuring out, like, you know, oh, no, now people know. I just wanted to throw it out there for those of you who, you know, if you have to go to the hospital, you might want to check. You might want to check your statements and see if you get dinged up for this facilities fee. Now, if you get seen, okay, charge me the fee but I'm not walking into an ER and sit there for seven hours. You could charge me a hundred dollars an hour for sitting there. Screw you. I have
1: only been in a hospital one time in my life. Yeah.
0: But in terms
1: of an ER, I've only been to the ER once and it's because I had a roofing nail go through my foot. And yes, yes, it is every bit as painful as it sounds. Mm -hmm. Then I had to get a tetanus shot. Yeah. But that, I, that wasn't pleasant.
0: You know, obviously this this smacks to a larger issue now. Of of course, this woman is like, I don't care what happens to me in the future. I'm not going back to a hospital, which don't do that, by the way. If you need to go to the hospital, go to the hospital. I just thought it was weird that she didn't get seen, and they still charge her 700 bucks for showing up there. Yeah, I have a rule about hospitals.
1: Uh, it has to be something that I can't fix myself. <laughs> if, if duct tape can't fix it, then I'll go to the <laughs> right. hospital. Right. If I can tape it up and just move on and eventually it will just heal itself,
0: ah, we're probably good. Right. Now, the hospital has said they're going to follow up with her individually. I have a feeling they're going to make this go away. Just wanted to throw it out there for you. My
1: story comes from Hollywood, Florida. Who's shocked that Hollywood, Florida has a block party called the Hollyweird Party? Nope. Nope. Not at all. That sounds very Florida to me. A woman named Kat Uden. Was apparently told what she could and could not wear to this party. It's a costume party. Uh,
0: I don't like the way this is going.
1: Uh, Well, uh, the the police, local police, told her not to wear her costume. Okay. It was of a condo, and it said no condo. She was dressed as a building, Mm -hmm. and there was a sign in the front that said no condo. Mm -hmm. Because apparently they're trying to sell oceanfront property that currently has a park and she is morally opposed to this Uh and so this was her little form of protest right first of all i have to say this and guess what uh names on the door so i can yeah i will never for the life of me understand how people go you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go take a sign and i'm gonna hold it and i think that's going to actually do something (laughs) i will never understand that thought process right in my entire life agreed if you want to do it you do you. Mm-hmm. I do not know what you think that's going to do,
0: but apparently in Hollywood, Florida, especially when it's just one of you. Uh, like yeah. I understand if you're going by the thousands to stop this condo thing from oh, I mean, being if built you got in a the neighborhood. Of people, of, exactly. A whole lot of people can do a lot of things. Exactly. One person all by the
1: lonesome. Well, you're, you just, that's that's a cute mm-hmm. sign you got there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mosey
0: on about my day now. Why does Abraham Simpson screaming at clouds pop up in my mind? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh,
1: apparently, she still wore this costume yeah. to the party. There is no update on whether she was arrested, which they threatened her that she would. Don't, okay, For what? don't do crimes For what, because though? you have to have a permit to protest in Hollywood, Florida. She didn't pull a permit because it was for a costume party. Mm -hmm. The police told her, don't do that. Well, you did it anyway. So, I'm going to assume the end of this story was,
0: and she was later arrested. Hmm. Because they told her, you would now, see that. See, see that's interesting. That walks that fine line between protest or political statement being made with a yeah, Halloween it's all costume. The same thing. It's not. It's all the same thing. It's not though. And I, I, I mean, if she were impeding traffic or something like that, then be, okay, that? All right. Cool. I just I. I know. I, I just, see. These are the kind
1: of parties I wish I got invited to, so I could just walk up and go, "Your costume doesn't make any sense," <laughs> <laughs> and I just walk on Your about my business. Costume is stupid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know what I am? Forrest Gump. You know who knows that? Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Speaking of costumes, uh, now is the time. Now is the time to buy a costume. You say, wait, Tank. Yesterday was Halloween. I know, but you can already start planning for next year because our good friends down at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall parking lot, they are open today, they are open tomorrow, and guess what? The entire stock of Halloween stuff, 50% off. So why not go ahead and get an early jump on next year and uh, take advantage of the savings down at Halloween Express. The Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall parking lot. Uh, We love those guys. Robbie's a great friend, great supporter of the sports and you should be a great supporter of Robbie's and the uh, Halloween Express as well. So, again, today and tomorrow, all Halloween stock, remaining inventory, 50% off the regular price. Just today and tomorrow. Uh, they are open until 6 o'clock tomorrow. They're already closed for today. Tomorrow they will open. be open from 10 to 6. Big Orange tent. Asheville Mall parking lot. Hit them up each and every year. They are there. All right. So, college football playoff. Yeah, we're to we're to one and we're two. We're down to one and two. Yeah, shocker. It's Georgia, it's Georgia and Alabama.
1: And Alabama, they are the best two teams in the country. Mm-hmm. And anyone that disputes that does not know what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. There is no argument that these are not the two best teams in the country. Now. If Alabama loses another regular season game, okay, now you've lost your you, you've lost your argument. Mm-hmm. If they lose to Georgia, I hate to break the hearts and, and hurt the feelings of Ohio State fans. Yeah, they still get in over you. Point blank, they still get in over you. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, they still get in over you. Cincinnati, they still get in over you. They do. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually why we do this. This is the reason we don't call uh, we don't go to the BCS formula anymore because it's stupid. Eyeball test, to the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. It's them in Georgia, 1-2, mm-hmm. not close. If their only other loss is to Georgia, there is nothing anybody can do about it. Now, could that set you up to where you have Georgia and Alabama in the semifinal? Yeah. But every other one of these teams is flawed. A no, Big Ten team is going to get it.
0: I think that they would set it up to where Alabama's four. One of those teams would be three. That's what I just said. Oh, okay. I said it okay. would
1: it would probably end up with Alabama as the four, which okay. is not really what I want to see. Right. But it is what it
0: is. You want to see them on opposite sides of the bracket, yes. is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. All right.
1: Yes, I do. And there's really not a game left in this season that I could actually see Alabama losing. hmm. Now now the fun question I for feel- me is what happens if they beat Georgia in the SEC title game? Now we have a fun discussion of seating. Mm-hmm. because I'll, I, I can tell you definitively what mine would be. Alabama be one. Not for me. Really? Nope. That's Georgia's only loss. You're still one. Really? Hundred percent. Okay. That would be my vote, and I'll be honest with you. That's probably why they'll
0: never allow me in the room because I would be mm-hmm. very lo- very loud, and very vocal about it. Yeah. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can have that. If Alabama wins the SEC, they would be number one. Now that would be. Alabama 1, Georgia 2, and then you have 3 and 4, then they meet for the national championship game. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. For me,
1: that's one solution. I I look at the rest of their schedule. They play LSU this week. That's not going to go well. Mm -hmm. Then they play New Mexico State, Arkansas, and Auburn. So they will walk away from this schedule with wins over Florida, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Auburn mm-hmm. and Arkansas for whatever that's worth at this point. <laughs> it still matters. And Miami and yay, mm-hmm. that's a better resume than any other team's going
0: to have, except for Georgia, except for yeah, yeah,
1: except for Georgia. That's who... a better resume, and that is what they have screamed from the mountaintops. That's what matters, right? Okay, and uh, a a Big Ten team gets in ahead of them. It's fine okay you won the conference yeah you, if it's we'll say it's ohio state you'll have wins over michigan state michigan then not much else penn state that's mm-hmm. three i got news for you that alabama schedule markedly better markedly better mm-hmm. oklahoma what's the what is their their best win really look up and down that schedule and go who have they beaten that's even good i'm not even talking about oh that's a good win Who have they beaten that is not dreadfully bad? I mean, Texas is not dreadfully dreadfully bad. bad. Really? They're they're bad. They're bad. But bad, bad. I mean they're not they're four and four. They're not Kansas bad. They're four and four, and guess what? They may not make a bowl game because I'm looking at three games they could still lose. They're not Kansas
0: bad. No Oklahoma struggled with, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> for an extended period of time right I mean that's and, and that's going to be the, that's going to be a knock on them I have a funny feeling
1: that Oklahoma is going to take care of themselves because they end the schedule at Baylor, mm-hmm. Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. that is three losable games for them. yes, and with a freshman quarterback, I have a funny feeling that this problem is going to take care of itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: now that's where it could get fun. What happens if they lose? If Oklahoma loses, mm-hmm. and now you don't, now there's no one from the Big from the Big Twelve. That conference is completely irrelevant. Well,
0: if Oklahoma loses, then that opens the door. I would say for two Big Ten teams. I think it swings the door wide open for an undefeated ACC champion. If Oklahoma loses, then I would agree with that. I mean, because I I think it's already a given. You can rubber stamp it that. Georgia and Florida or Georgia Alabama they're going to be in the in the playoffs. I would agree with that. Because their schedules just I mean, you look at Georgia's schedule left and they got Missouri and Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech and there's another one that I'm forgetting, but it's something along those lines of never in a million. Like this weekend they're favored by 38 and a half. Georgia is. Yeah. So and you're going to continue to do that. Oh yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing left on that schedule that's really a challenge no. for either of these teams. So they're locked in, and I would think at that point... Big Ten champion
1: gets in, and then what?
2: <sighs>
1: if you take Oklahoma out, it gets really difficult in a hurry. Oregon? That's where I think it would go. Yeah. It's either Oregon or Wake Forest. If Wake Forest wins out, it's them, because they will be an undefeated Power 5 conference champion. If not, all all Oregon has to do is win out. And the loser of the Big Ten will not get in. Right. Because unless it's Michigan State, they're going to have two losses.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And Michigan State probably would have two losses. But from there, now you're just, okay, and I I like how somebody said this in the comments. This is a lot like the election system. There's two candidates that really matter, and then there's a whole lot of other people. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of of where college football's at. Mm -hmm. There are two teams. That is all we care about. Because I'll be, I, I will level with you. I do not care who gets in. Doesn't matter to me. Don't care how they meet. Don't care how they do anything. When they meet Alabama or Georgia, they're gonna be a twenty-plus point dog. Mm-hmm. The only team that would beat that would be Ohio State, and I still think they'd get slaughtered.
0: Mm-hmm. They do anyway.
1: And so, and and, I mean, and, and if you don't years. think, if you don't think that this selection committee knows that, you're kidding yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alabama wouldn't get in with two losses. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Because if they don't, there's really no reason to even do this. Because Georgia will beat everybody else by three scores. Mm-hmm. And they know that. At the end of the day, this is still a business. And the reason that they have this committee is because they have the best interest of college football at heart. What is the best interest of college football? Alabama and Georgia on the opposite side of the bracket. Yep. They play in the national title game. Yep. Because you can watch those two wood-chip everybody else, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: knowing that they'll play each other. Then you get it again. Oh, we saw it in the SEC title game?
0: As long as that game is even halfway competitive, it'll happen again. Yeah, and it's going to be up to another level for the national championship. Like we saw, was that three years ago? Four years ago? They played in the SEC championship Mm -hmm. and then played again in the national championship? It was the Baker Mayfield year. I know we beat, oh. we beat Maker, Baker Mayfield in the, uh, in the Rose Bowl. Oh, that was a good day. <laughs> oh, that was a good day. <laughs> yes, it was. Not so, much, uh, not so much for the national championship game. That but, was not uh, a good day for you. No. No. It's that one hurdle. Kirby Smart just can't get over. Beating Nick Saban. They're, without a doubt, the best team in the country to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Without a doubt. And the only one that I think on their worst day could beat them would be Alabama. And and who knew? Who knew that they'd be doing it all with Stetson Bennett, <laughs> old cowboy hat Bennett, as Jeremy called him affectionately old,
1: last year. Old pea
0: Ugh.
1: By the way, he's a better Heisman candidate than Caleb Williams
0: <laughs> by a considerable by amount. Considerable by the amount. Way. <laughs> all right, that is our college football playoff rankings. Before they all come out tomorrow, I have a feeling you're going to see something very, very similar tomorrow. We will see Cincinnati. I will be surprised if they're any higher than six. I, I will, too. The one I think you
1: should watch is Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the one team I'm staring at going, they could be higher than people think. Right. Because you are undefeated, and you are a, you would be a Power 5
0: conference champion. Mm-hmm. That
1: has always mattered more than people think it should.
0: How high do you think they could debut? How high could they be? Seven.
1: I could see them as high as six. Okay. I could see them ahead of Cincinnati. I could see them ahead of Oregon because Oregon has a loss. Mm -hmm. Six is probably the highest. I I don't think they could be any higher than that. But I could see it. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but it wouldn't stun me.
0: All right. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We got uh, more news in the NFL. Unfortunately, uh, well... One NFL player didn't have a great weekend. I'll give you the update on that story coming up next. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 15 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed, the official craft beer of the Asheville Championship. Drink different, drink responsibly. The Sportsocracy. I up, son. i up. I'm back here in the Sportsocracy. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. I heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and seen everywhere on the It was a bad weekend for Malik Harrison, second-year linebacker. Remember, he was uh, drafted by Baltimore out of Ohio State. He got shot yesterday. Thankfully, it's not a good it, or it's not a bad injury. He got shot by he, he he got hit by a stray bullet at a Halloween gathering in Cleveland. Thankfully, they said today it's not a serious injury. He's going to be back with the team doctors today. They're going to have it all reevaluated and, and decide what that's just that's just bad luck, man. Absolute bad luck to get hit by a stray bullet on your uh, on your day off. And Jameis Winston, it's official. It is P's a torn. And P's, man. Yeah, it's it's the ACL is torn, mm. and that will be the end of his season. That's no good. I I hate it for for the kid. It's it's one of those things we can talk all kinds of smack about, and that you know he he deserves some of the ribbing that he has gotten, but nobody deserves to get hurt, especially in the way that he did, and now his season's done. And it looks like the season's going to be done as well for Daniil Hunter. I didn't even see this until torn just a peck. second ago. He's got a torn pec. Mm-hmm. Man. Also
1: something to keep an eye on, it does appear that there is a possibility that Kyler Murray will miss Sunday against the 49ers. Okay. They're saying it is a one-to-three-week ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. But they are waiting for him to show up at the facility tomorrow.
0: If the swelling has gone down, then they say he could play. That's one of those I'm just not pushing it. I'm not pushing it going up against no. San Francisco. Uh, I get it's a division game and you I want to win. Care. Don't I don't care. I do not care. Exactly. See, that's one
1: of those especially with with Colt McCoy sitting behind him. Mm-hmm. That's one of those where I go, you know what? There's nothing that he
0: can do to play this week. Declare him out, move on. Yep. If no we, good can come right, of that. We'll come up with the best game plan we possibly can to win this game. If we lose, we lose, and we roll on with a healthy Kyler at the end of the season.
1: I could argue there is no player in the NFL more important
0: to their team than Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Have a great evening. Everybody will be back with you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Check us out at theSportsocracy.com.